Welcome to the Feel Good Running Podcast, where our goal is to keep you motivated, inspired, and energized. As a runner, or perhaps you are looking for the right motivation to become one, you've definitely found the right place. We share inspirational stories from real runners, motivating running-related information, and much more to help you feel good about your running. And now your host and a longtime Feel Good Runner himself, Jim Lynch. Hello, runners, and welcome to episode number 19. My name is Jim Lynch. This is my podcast, Feel Good Running. It's the holiday season. Everybody is out there scrambling around, getting their last things done before the 25th. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And then there's that down week where hardly anybody works. All the kids are out of school and we get prepared for New Year's 2020. Do you believe that, runners? 2019 is gone. We are going into a new decade. You can approach it as a fresh new start. Wipe that slate clean. Start with your new resolutions, which will probably last a couple weeks to a month. But maybe they'll stick. You never know. Brand new decade, 2020. Isn't that amazing? Now, thank you, everybody, who's been listening to the Feel Good Running podcast over the last year. We are a little over a year old, and I really appreciate it. And if you are a new runner, well, thank you for giving us a shot. I really appreciate it. I know there's a lot of running podcasts out there, and you chose to listen to mine, and I hope I meet your expectations. It's going to give you some motivation and inspiration. So to all our current listeners, new listeners, Have a really wonderful holiday season, and thank you again for listening to the Feel Good Running Podcast. Now, this is a mini-sode. We had a very successful mini-sode last month that we introduced, and it's basically running news. And I got some good, good stories for you for this episode. This is a lot shorter version than the normal episodes that I put out where I have people that I interview, and we had a great response last month with it. So I'm going to do one of these once a month. All right, runners. Well, winter has arrived, and that means that there's colder temperatures, snow, all kinds of elements out there. Now, of course, since I live on Maui, we don't have Frosty the Snowman or I'm dreaming of a white Christmas or chestnuts roasting on an open fire. As a matter of fact, I don't think there's very many fireplaces on Maui, except if it's in upcountry. And if we're roasting anything, it's probably marshmallows on the beach. i sorry I had to throw that in there, but that's kind of the way it is out here. But I do understand because I moved here from Denver, Colorado, and I loved winter running. I just love it. I love a new snowfall, freshly packed, and you hear your feet crunching underneath as you're running, and you see your breath, and you just feel alive. I just remember that, and I miss it very much. I really do. But I know that when winter is here, you're less motivated to put on your running shoes and get out there and run because you got to put on all the heavy clothing. You got to go out into the cold. But if you can be consistent and get out there and continue to run, maybe just maintenance miles through the next couple months, it is really going to help you with your 2020 running goals. I know that if you take off a couple months after you've been running for a long time, it is so much harder to get back into the swing of things, into your rhythm. And so keep it up. All you got to do is get out there and it is really vibrant and makes you feel alive in these winter cold months. Right? Right. All right. 
So I am going to talk about a story that has been in the news for the last couple of weeks. And I think it's really important to talk about. And I'm sure many of you have already seen this, but it's about the runner that was accused of slapping a reporter on the backside on live TV. It immediately went viral with over 10 million views, made national news, and really it was quite disturbing. Now, if you're not familiar with this story, Alex Bozargian, a reporter from WSAV TV in Savannah, Georgia, was broadcasting live from the Savannah Bridge Run, which is a 5 and 10K race, when this runner, Thomas Calloway, from nearby Statesboro, Georgia, slapped her on the backside as he ran by. Well, in the video, Alex stopped reporting with a shocked and disturbed look on her face as she kept her eye on him as he kept running and then regained her composure and resumed reporting. So later on that day, she went on Twitter and posted... Uh, the following, to the man who smacked my butt on live TV this morning, you violated, objectified, and embarrassed me. No woman should ever have to put up with this at work or anywhere. Do better. Well, I watched her interview on CBS this morning, and it was clear this incident upset her as it should. Seriously, man. And at that time, she was not sure if she would press charges. She eventually did, and he was arrested and charged with sexual battery. Prior to being arrested, Callaway gave an on-camera apology, kind of a little bit too late. And even worse, he is married and a father of two daughters and serves as a youth minister. Well, first, runners are better than this, man, period. They are. Runners are better than this. We do so many good things. There is no excuse for Mr. Callaway's actions. Now, of course, he's banned from the Savannah Bridge Run for life, as he should be. And the repercussions of this will probably affect his life for several months into the future. Now, if you've listened to my past episodes of Feel Good Running, you know that I focused on female running safety. And though Alex was not running, she was part of a running event and was unnecessarily groped for everybody to see. What else is interesting is that the most recent edition of Runner's World magazine focused on female running safety. And on the cover, the title was This Must Stop. And it said 84% of women runners have been harassed, assaulted, or even murdered while running. And here we have this situation in Savannah. If you do not get Runner's World, I would suggest getting this because there's some very, very, very good information in there. And also, my podcast, episode number nine, focused on female running safety and featured an amazing self-defense instructor, Tasha Ina Church. Now, I'm really proud of this episode. It's, it's in-depth and provides incredible information that can help you if you find yourself in a uncomfortable situation. If you go to the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com, I have a link to it, or you can still get it on wherever you get your podcast. That's episode number nine of Feel Good Running. Check it out. So this incident in Savannah was so blatant and the whole world saw it. And you know what? Alex never deserved that and hope that people will learn from this incident. You know, it's very, very sad, but Alex said in her tweet, do better. So runners, come on, man. Let's all do better and set an example. All right. Thank you for letting me talk about that today and listening.
Okay, let's lighten things up a little bit. Now, I am not a TV show binge watcher normally, but recently I came across a show that I absolutely loved, and the name of it is Better Things, and it stars Pamela Adlon. Now, you might remember her from Californication, uh, but she wrote and produced this particular show, and she stars in it. And basically what it is is a story of a woman by the name of Sam Fox, which I think parallels with Pamela's life, who's a single mother and working actor with no filter. No filter, believe me, to raise her three daughters, Max, Frankie, and Duke, in Los Angeles. She also looks out for her mother, Phil, who lives across the street and has questionable faculties. She approaches every challenge with fierce love, raw honesty, and humor. And at the end of the day, Sam's trying to earn a living, navigate her daughters, changing lives, survive her family, have fun with a friend or two, and also just maybe squeeze in some private time. It's really a great show. And if you are looking for something to watch this holiday season, well, that would be my recommendation. And you can get the first two seasons on Hulu right now. And by the way, I really love Pamela Adlon. I love her personality. I love her acting. I think I might even have a semi-small crush on her. But if you happen to know her, please tell her I love her show. All right, runners, it's time. Let's move on. Let's get to this mini-sodes running news. There's some really good ones in there, so enjoy. Searching anywhere and everywhere, here is this episode's Feel Good Running News. Brr, it's winter and it's cold outside. Well, at least for those of you that live in several parts of mainland USA. All right, all right, please hear me out. Don't hit the stop button. We all know that running in the cold can be exhilarating. And I do miss it. I'm a much better runner in cooler temperatures. But how about Canadian Roy Jorgens Venningsen? He is 84 years old and just set a record for being the oldest person ever to complete a marathon in Antarctica. That would be the Antarctica Ice Marathon to be exact. Yep. And it only took him a quick 11 hours, 41 minutes and 58 seconds. And in a place where the temperature can get down to minus 20 degrees Celsius. That's a Canadian thing. But here in the good old USA, that would be minus four degrees Fahrenheit. And it is really barren out there. So the wind can really whip up. And I assume the wind chill factor is major brutal. Brr. Did I mention Roy is 84 years old? Well, it's not like the participant field is huge. And of course, spectators are non-existent. Roy's most difficult aspect was to keep up with the rest of the runners, which apparently became obvious at about mile 12, 12 and a half, something like that. Yikes. Due to feeling weaker, a doctor had him sit down and have a bowl of soup. Now, this helped boost his energy for a little bit, but he faded again and struggled to finish. But his determination and perseverance got him across that finish line. I'm not sure, but did I mention that Roy is 84 years old? Roy has not completed all seven continents as of yet, but he only has two remaining. That should be a piece of cake now that Antarctica is out of the way. I was just thinking, if I make it to be 84 years old, I just want to be vertical and know my name. If that happens, I'd be a happy guy. Now, another record was set that day by Susan Ragon from the Boston area. She became the oldest woman to finish a marathon in Antarctica at the age of 69. Her time was a fast seven hours, 
38 minutes and 32 seconds. Now, do you know that participants have to fly in on a private plane from Chile and back again just to run that marathon? That's quite a difference than getting up early in the morning, taking a race transportation bus to the start line of a race that we do here in the U.S. Well, Roy and Susan, you are definitely an inspiration to us all. And seriously, come on, after listening to your accomplishments, how can we even say, I don't feel like running today. Good job, both of you. Keep on running. Running is healing. Running is powerful. Running gives purpose. Running helps people get through tragedy and tough times and even saves lives. And there are some runners that may have experienced tragedy that use running to pay it forward, as in the case of Brenda Noble from Anchorage, Alaska. In February of 2017, Brenda lost her 18-year-old son who died of carbon monoxide poisoning, which also sickened seven family members. Trevor Noble did not survive, and the cause was from a heating system boiler in the garage. He suffered cardiac arrest. Brenda is a runner, and running has helped her through some very dark periods the past few years. And it has not been easy. And now she is paying it forward. In November of 2018, she started a program in Anchorage called Running for Hope, which is a program that fights homelessness through running. It is made up of a mix of volunteers and homeless women. Every week at 6.45 a.m., Running for Hope meets in downtown Anchorage. This time of the year, Anchorage is dark and cold, so it takes real commitment. Brenda said the act of running early in the morning over a certain length of time helps to build good habits and discipline. Then in turn, it helps people in homelessness become more stable. As with any running group, it is transient, losing and gaining runners weekly. It was not easy for Brenda to get it up and running. The initial reaction of the homeless women at the Hope Shelter was, I can't do that. It's too cold outside. That's not for me. But Brenda's persistence is inching towards results. Homeless women that get involved must commit to running three days a week for a minimum of a month and then they get perks from the shelter and as we all know running can build confidence and in the lives of these homeless women it helps make bigger changes such as getting the upper hand of addiction or breaking away from abusive relationships basically believing in themselves more one success story is holly bennett who was at the shelter and made a commitment to running for hope she now has a job her own apartment runs local running races and volunteers with Running for Hope. And Brenda is so proud of Holly. And successes such as Holly will provide more inspiration and give hope to other homeless women that may want to get involved. Now, Skinny Raven Sports is a running store in Anchorage and they have provided gear donations. And Brenda is always looking for more donations of warm clothing and volunteers who would like to join them. I love stories such as this. It shows how runners really make a difference. Brenda, thank you for what you do and for working through your own personal tragedy and dedicating your time to the less fortunate to find their way through running. You are an amazing selfless person that I know will inspire many others for years to come. And I know without a doubt that Trevor would be very, very proud of you. And I know you'll have more success stories. 
So keep up the good work, Brenda. We really, really appreciate you. Now, if you would like to help Running for Hope, there is contact information in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com. Man, that story just made me feel good. Ah, to be young again. Ah, to be young again and an incredibly fast runner is actually what I meant. Thinking back when I was 13 years old and in eighth grade, I was most likely getting into some sort of trouble. Maybe I was even grounded. Who knows? But I was not breaking any world running records. That is absolutely for sure. Eighth grader and 13-year-old Broen Homan. I really hope I got his first name right. He is from Sonora, California and just smashed a 5K record running a 15-minute and 23-second race in Monterey. Now, this is 24 seconds faster than the current record holder, making Broen the fastest 13-year-old ever to run the 5K distance. Now, if you do the math, that is a sub-five-minute mile. Yeah, man, can you imagine that? As a precaution, his dad, Darren Holman, who is an assistant track coach at CSU Stanislaus, reached out to the Monterey race officials to verify the race was certified if, indeed, Broen was to beat the world record. Smart dad. Broen has definitely put in the work to accomplish this epic feat. He said, I have just been training a lot more now than my other fast time, and it's cool to be able to accomplish it. His dad said it's really exciting. It's nice with any athlete when they see their hard work really pay off. The diligence and discipline that it takes to succeed in anything is about consistency and hard work. Well, Broen is certainly an example of that, and to be that focused at such a young age is inspiring. And of course, if any one of us are focused on our running goals and are diligent and disciplined in our training, we certainly can achieve the desired result we would like at any age, though we probably will not break a world record. Next year, Broen will become a freshman at Sonora High School and will become a member of the Wildcats track and field team. I'll bet you they're waiting for him to come in. Great job, Broen, and we hope to see you break more world records in the upcoming years. Thank you for your inspiration. Have trouble sometimes finding the motivation to go for a run? Well, I know I certainly do. But the next time you're having motivational issues or maybe you feel you can't do it, think about 39-year-old Sarah Matthews from Warrington in the UK. Sarah recently completed an amazing feat by running 53 marathons in 52 weeks, which included Berlin, Chicago, Niagara Falls, Marine Corps, and the New York Marathon. Her incredible achievement comes in spite of a debilitating illness that started six years ago and has gotten worse since then. It is an unexplained disability which can cause Sarah's whole body to freeze unexpectedly, leaving her without the ability to speak or feed herself. Now, she's had a lot of tests, but doctors really don't know what the cause of her disease is. There are times where she cannot walk or talk for five minutes or five hours. And another example is eating with a fork. It can be one step on a good day, but it's 14 steps on a not so good day. And on a really bad day, she can't even use a fork at all. Well, of course, Sarah wanted to be normal. And though organizers knew of her disabilities, runners didn't. And she would be bumped and pulled by other runners to the point where she finally had to admit she was disabled. 
and have that label attached to her. So she had a sign attached to her T-shirt that said Disabled Runner, which absolutely helped. And it helped so much so at the Chicago Marathon, she received a tremendous amount of support and people were cheering her on and runners were even coming up to her during the run to congratulate her. Now her 53 marathon journey started in 2018 at the Lanzarote International Marathon in Spain. And that is where she finished her journey right back where she started. And in between, she's traveled the world. Both of those races, the first one and the last one in Lanzarote, she successfully completed in five and a half hours. Now, Sarah did run for a cause, which was the Warrington Disability Partnership. And now finishing her goal of 53 marathons in just 52 weeks, Sarah has now run 100 marathons. She said, now that I've done it, I could be sitting in a chair, but I'll be doing it in my 100 marathon vest that no one can ever take away from me. And I know exactly what she's talking about and can relate to her, but I don't have a vest. I do have a certificate though. And she also said, never limit yourself. If you have a dream, then you will find a way to do it no matter what the obstacles are that come your way. Well, thank you, Sarah, for inspiring us by your accomplishments. And I want you to think about Sarah the next time you don't feel the motivation to get out there and run. She definitely is a rock star and we wish her the very best. All right, there are many out there that think running is dumb. Yes, they make fun of runners. You know the story. When they say, how far is a marathon? And we say proudly, 26.2 miles. We get, that's dumb, or I don't even drive 26.2 miles. Well, for all of those out there that think running is dumb, I challenge you to run this marathon in Denton, Texas on New Year's Day. The Denton Area Running Club has an official not a Boston qualifier, marathon called Denton's Dumbest Marathon. Yeah, you heard me right. Denton's Dumbest Marathon. And you may ask, why? Well, runners will run 131 times around Denton's historic courthouse square to complete this marathon. 131 times. I'm a runner and yes, that is dumb. How in the world do you keep count? How does that work? Well, I bet you got to rely on your GPS watch to look at the distance to be sure. And the mental challenge and the monotony of running around in circles 131 times will be excruciating. Now, this dumb idea was hatched by Tim Stolfus, who owns more fun comics and games in Denton. So, of course, I dug a little deeper and searched to see if Tim is a runner, and I could not find any race results. So, if he is not a runner... Well, that's even dumber. John Meredith of the Denton Area Running Club jokingly said, this is really a bad idea. And that's why they are calling it the Denton's Dumbest Marathon. Now, being a race director myself, the only smart thing about this dumb run is that there's no street closures and probably no entry fee. You just run around and around and around and around and around 131 times. By the way, the course is measured but again, it's not a Boston qualifier. Oh yeah, and it may be so dumb, and I even checked that the Denton Area Run Club website has absolutely no mention of it. Maybe they are embarrassed to come up with such a dumb event. John said, be warned. 
This is not a race for smart people. So I wonder how many dumb runners will participate. You know, I found this story on the internet. It was from a reporter named Chris Sadeghi from WFAA-TV in Denton. Now, I'm not sure Chris is a runner, but I wonder if he'd be dumb enough to go down there and run this thing. We'll have to find out. So what I'm going to try to do is dig up an update and bring it to you in a future episode. Now, if you want to see the news story about this dumb run, just go to feelgoodrunning.com in the show notes, and there is a link to Chris's report. Good luck, dumb runners in Denton. Hope you have a great new year. Happy New Year. Here is a running quote to keep you inspired and feeling good. All right, runners, it is time. It is time for our inspirational and motivational quote. And for this episode, this quote comes from Brenda Noble from Running for Hope from a news story that they did on her and her program, which you can see the video in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com. She said this to their group as they were getting ready to go out for their run. It goes like this. Running reminds you, even in your weakest moments, you are strong. Let me say that again and think about this. Running reminds you, even in your weakest moments, you are strong. There's so much truth to that. Think about that during the holidays. Maybe you as a runner are having some weak moments. I personally struggle through the holidays and especially over the last couple of years over situations that have happened in my life. But just remember, running reminds you, even in your weakest moments, you are strong. All right. Well, I want to wish each and every one of you a very happy holiday season. And I thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And as a holiday present to me, if you could share this with your friends and your running friends and on social media, because in order to grow, people got to know right on. Anyways, happy holidays. Be safe. Get ready for the new decade. Get those resolutions all set. And we'll see you in 2020. And as I always say, just show up and always, always feel good about your running. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this podcast with your running friends and spread the feel-good running vibe around you. Head over to feelgoodrunning.com to access all the links and resources mentioned on the show. Until next time, keep motivated, keep focused, and keep on running. It is sure to make you, well, feel good.